episode of Super Turbo 64. I'm Jeff Ross. I'm here with Jason Vandervoort. Yo! <laughs> We're so spunky and We're excited so to be here. Cool. I love talking about video games. <laughs> How um, do you do, fellow kid? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> um, yeah, we've been sponsored recently and they asked us to pep up, you know, our... Yeah. Talk probably about like a I don't know like an energy drink or yeah. something that just seems like the kind of thing uh, that would happen. Maybe Kickstarter will sponsor me. There you Mountain go. Dew, like I, it is the only thing I drink. It yep, is, exclusively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Mountain Dew. It's the only thing you need to drink yep. to live. Mountain Dew Kickstart. <laughs> oh. Now that's that's how you really create a monopoly. You know, <laughs> just like just claim that yeah, this is the only beverage you are ever going to need. That's what Big Water is doing. Ooh, mm-hmm. Big Water. Who's making all that? Uh, also known all... as the ocean. <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's making all that water? Who's putting all that ocean juice out there? Just you know, some great question. Some great big company. You know? Yeah, exactly. So... We turned into a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, finally, finally, yeah, I th- it's what everyone was waiting for. Um. So, we're here to talk today about video games. That's what we that do. we are. And uh, that we do. That That's who we are as yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. Video game talkers. Yep. This, yeah, this is true. So, we're going to talk today about Street Fighter V. Uh, that's kind of our main topic. But yep. before we get into that, I want to talk about what you've been up to, Jason. What you've been gaming on? What's your... What do you, those thumbs been pressing? These thumbs have been uh, flip-flopping between three games. Yeah. As of now. Um, so I've been playing Koromon, which is that indie monster catcher that I was talking about last time. And so it's out. I'm playing it. And it's a ton of fun. Nice. I Yeah. Any... I have been... Yeah. Any person that I come across that, like, I find is, like, a Pokemon fan, especially, like, a vintage Pokemon fan, I'm, like, plugging this game okay. to them. Because I'm like, you would like this. Because mm. it's really cool and i'm just i don't know i i want to see the game do well just because i think it does so many things that a like a monster catcher fan would appreciate so i uh at the time i don't really know how far i am because it's kind of hard to tell but i'm really enjoying it how many how many monsters you got in your pocket oh boy easily 20 or 30 okay i think the the roster, I think it's like a little over a hundred. It's like one fifteen or so. Okay. So I mean, I, I've caught a decent amount. Nice. And uh, do you have you engaged in any online battle? Not yet. If I would definitely wait to do that, you know, until after I, you know, finished uh, the main story mode and whatnot. Okay. But yeah, the I mean, the options are there. There's a bunch of uh, features in place for people who want to do that kind of thing. So What's... and it's made exceedingly easy which is nice. nice what is one thing that you're like why doesn't the main pokemon series do this so like in in the regular pokemon games you know like it's a feature that they put in the games to try and make your pokemon feel unique to you but it ended up being something that just ends up being micromanaged in the competitive scene like if you if your pokemon fights a pokemon either in like the wild or as a trainer that Pokemon, like, gives you points in a certain stat that it's good at. Right. And yeah. um, so, like, you can be, without really your knowledge, or if you're not, like, going after these certain things, your Pokemon's stats can be all over the place. Yeah. And while that's cool for a casual player, because you could say, like, hey, my Squirtle and your Squirtle are different. Yeah. That's cool. 
but for like the competitive people who are like, well, I've got to get my Squirtle to be exactly like this. Yeah. And that okay. like that amount of micromanaging is because the games themselves don't really have ha, or have not had a ton of features to make that changeable. Or yeah. Or like stuff. in a it manageable in a way that is, you know, fun. But in Coromon, you know, you gain experience points, mm -hmm. but there's another bar right below your experience bar. And when that when you reach up a level in that, you are able to get skill points that you can assign in the category of your choice. That's cool. Yeah. So like, and there's a function where it's like, okay, what is this monster like good at yeah. naturally? And mm -hmm. you're like, okay, it's good at attack and speed. I can just assign points to attack and speed to make sure it excels at that. Yeah, that's fun. So like, that's just a super just great quality of life feature yeah. in a game that is has a lot of those i know something that people talk about too is the natures for pokemon yeah and that's like you have to breed like 16 togepies to get the right togepi. exactly and koromon subverts that in another cool way like you know how in the classic pokemon games there was the potential of getting a shiny yeah so koromon combines natures and shinies in the same thing okay so like like any monster that you encounter could be like one of three different colors. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, one is better than the other. Okay. So if you had like a shiny version of Cub Zero, which is one of the starter okay. Pokemon, it's inherently better than a not shiny one. Now I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here. Is Cub Zero a polar bear? Jason's face was so shocked. He's a witch! <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Coromon lately. Hell I just yeah. wanted to hear you talk about it, really. But, um, yeah. Um, so there's, like, legendary, sort of, like, of this, of non-legendary. It's a yeah. different... They used, but, like, epic and legendary. Yeah, Cub kind Zero of. Exactly. So, I, I mean, that's just... Those are just nice features. And I've definitely... I've encountered Coromon, like, in the wild that are, like, a stage better than ones that I've had. Okay. And so like, so they're not nearly as rare. Okay. And so then if you're out in the wild trying to catch one, you can just boom, you immediately see it's got that visualization that yes, that one is better than the one. Okay. I have. And so you haven't seen a legendary one yet though. It sounds like not to my knowledge cool too, to have that super rare. Exactly. Cause there is something fun about like having like a shiny. Oh yeah. Something or other. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's cool. What about those other two games you've been playing? So I have been playing Deadly Premonition 2. Very nice. Which is... Have you solved that murder yet, bud? I have not. <laughs> Get on that. I, I mean, I've solved part of it. Part of it. There was a murder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The The investigation is ongoing. Right now I'm trying to get um, a dish of red beans and rice that apparently has something to do with the mystery. That's outrageous you love to hear it exactly yeah i was just telling jeff um when we were just getting together before this that there is like we were talking about how dark and gritty and dark and weird are not necessarily the same thing yeah. like um deadly premonition is very dark but at the same time it is very weird mm -hmm. so like i will be like with the main storyline and whatnot i will be investigating like this dark and grisly murder mm -hmm. but then immediately like uh york will like you'll just randomly walk into your bathroom and york will like go on to this tangent about uh shower pressure yeah. and it's just it's so wild but in the context of the game mm -hmm. 
it makes sense. He's just a he's got he's a guy with it opinions exactly is he detached from these murders completely pretty much or he's is, not does... no no he's not detached i i think he's very much attached to what's going on mm-hmm. i think it's just he's detached from like emotional investments or... just other i don't know just just other things but like up all kinds of the characters in deadly premonition feel detached mm. in other ways like okay. there's so many like the uh for example the guy who is the main concierge at the hotel that York is staying at mm-hmm. has split personalities. Mm-hmm. So he is the concierge, the bellboy, and the cook, <laughs> oh and all God. with different voices. Oh. And apparently he might also be the owner of the hotel that you have yet to meet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Hello, Mr. Wick. That's one of his voices, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a guy, I just encountered this character... He uh, is the bartender at uh, the local bar, and he also plays drums in a jazz trio, and he exclusively wears just plain white underwear and a cowboy hat. No clothes, huh? No clothes. Even when he's bartending? Even when he's bartending. The hell? I know. And he went on this this random tangent about underwear. Uh, Again, it's a weird fucking game, yeah. but like, <laughs> what? How? What a head scratcher that one is. Exactly the the game and just in general, it's is... almost as if the designer heard about the naked cowboy in New York or whatever. You yeah, know, the guy that he's like a street performer. Yeah, that's a, like one of the fun things about like playing a game that Sweary does is like you can just tell it's like. I don't know. You just, you see the DNA of like what goes on in his brain in the game. Cause like he's talked about <laughs> how like, you know, York's inner monologue with Zach about movies all comes from the fact that, he, that Swery loves to get into long conversations about movies with like his co-writer okay. for the games. Yeah. So like you just see bits of his like yeah. ideas about stuff just everywhere. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But and then, the, uh, yeah. but the third game Let's hear it. Uh, is Digimon survive. Okay. It's another monster catching game, yeah. you know, just in the Digimon. And so franchise. is Deadly Premonition, you know. You got to catch that murderer. That's true. It's He's all it's all various catchings of monsters. <laughs> Have you ever thought about going into animal catching, Jason? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's your what, calling. What makes you think I'd be good at that? Um, <laughs> just get a net. Just you know? yeah, call it a hunch. But uh yeah, like it's it's like a monster catching game, but it's also like a vis- like horror visual novel. It's okay. wild. We Digimon horror? Yeah. Like people have legit died in this game. Okay. Do the Digimon eat them? <laughs> no. What what happened? There's some hesitation there. No, well like no one was no one's been eaten yet. Did they step on them? I think he I think the character I was thinking about was like legit stabbed by a Digimon. <laughs> Please don't. No, the Digimon are innocent. They they could do no wrong. The humans, they're the real digital monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no, Digi- it's yeah, visual, it's Digimon visual novel horror. Yeah. It's it's a wild it's a wild game. How to tell you've been uh, you're bored by normal games. <laughs> I got into a digital visual novel. <laughs> I know. Yeah, definitely like when you think about like yeah, but we Korriban seems, you know, fairly straight lane, but Deadly Premonition and Digimon <laughs> Survive is just like, yeah. wow, you won't see Jason playing like the new Call of Duty. No. Yeah. 
sick of that vanilla shit. Give me exactly. The, yeah, give me the peanut butter like Tic Tac flavor or something. Huh? Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. That's funny. Weirder the better. That's what okay. I say. Okay. Yeah. Now, how about you, Jeff? I've been playing the weirdest game of all: chess. <laughs> Just you like that mystery? No, um, it's, I do. Uh, so chess is a game that was invented. No, um, go on. <laughs> but it is something I've been playing a, a good amount of lately, and it's you know it's a little odd, a little uh, not odd, but a little off from the usual video game. You know, you can't. Most people don't think of chess as a video game, but the way I'm playing it, it kind of is. Right? Well, you it's absolutely like a, can. Yeah, it's an online competitive digital board game. You know? Yeah, and. I've been doing. So you've just been playing chess online. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then I've been like uh, doing some puzzles and doing some lessons online and stuff like that. Nice. You know? They got like the generic lessons you can sign up for and whatnot on like chess.com, for mm-hmm. example. And chess, um, chess has always been one of those things for me that like that I've like you have just really like like it's always been an interest throughout the years, but it's always kind of like. Faded back in front, yeah, to the foreground for you. It really has. It's something where like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's one that keeps coming back. You know, yeah. There's some some hobbies that don't seem to come back or whatever. Like, right, uh, and my, some that definitely do. Yeah, you know, you might remember my extreme hang gliding phase. From I do a couple years. Back. I do. Yeah, that was that was uh, exciting yeah. times. I, after a while, I got boarding, bored, you know? I just yeah. started to coast. Exactly. Yeah. not what I'm there for. Yeah, you know? no. Yeah. After a while, you just experience, like, a slow and steady decline. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, chess. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Neither of us are parents, but just the dad jokes from this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Please continue. Um, I don't know. There's not much you can say about it other than I've been trying. I used to do like, uh, my last chess kick was like, uh, they would call it like daily or, uh, you know, like similar to like the male chess where you Mm -hmm. like mail each other what your move is, but it was so like, it'd be like, you have a day to play a move, you know? Right. That's how I used to play more often. And if I did do like a live game online, it was going to, it would be like 10 or 15 minutes. But sure. now I'm trying like the five minute chess more. Oh, and wow. it's like, just like snap decisions. Yeah. You know? And it's either five minute and five increment. And that means that every move you make, you have, you get five more seconds on your clock. Mm. Um, or I'll, I have done a little bit of three and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't like the non-increment speed chess yet where you, uh, don't get any moves back or whatever speed back time back. That's the word they use. Um, when they're talking <laughs> about seconds moving, uh, but I, yeah, no, I'm so much worse than <laughs> I am with like a slower game for sure. Oh and yeah. Like that I think seems that's like normal, really, right? Yeah. yeah. That seem. I mean, I can see how that'd be good practice, but yeah. at the same time, it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like rushing someone into buying like car insurance. Like this one's probably fine. <laughs> you know? And what I'm learning is it's a battle of preparation more than mm. uh, like a slower game is. Like a yeah. slower game is more about tactics and strategy more. Yeah. And I suppose you know that can that's universal for no matter how slow or fast the game is. But like with speed chess, you know, you gotta get those first three, four, five moves out there quickly mm-hmm. and. 
uh, because if you're spending time on the very beginning, then you're going to not have enough when you really need it. And, right. Um, so it's been pretty fun. I'm enjoying that. And it's something that I can play, you know, on my computer or on my phone or whatever. Yeah. So I can just wherever I am. Exactly. At. Jeff, do you wish that we lived in like a city that has like a large park where people gather to play chess? Like, you know how you watch oh, like, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see it in a movie, like, I don't know, like in New York yeah. or something, you always like see a park where you got like a group of people like sitting and playing chess on a yeah. beautiful summer day. It'd be cool to like just kind of walk down the park and you see some old guy just sitting there with the yeah you know the set and he's you know waiting. Then you just point at him and they're like, "I challenge you!" Yeah, like in Pokemon, right? Like exactly. A, a flash of light and I yeah. just walk directly to him in a straight line. <laughs> just complete <laughs> tunnel vision of what you were doing. Then, I was gonna go get groceries, <laughs> but now I'm <laughs> this chess match and you really just be needs like, to happen. I love shorts. They're they're comfy and easy to wear. And then you move E4 or something, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then he'll be like, you're not ready for my bug chess, you know? Mm. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, I've also been playing fighting games yes. and a little bit of Elden Which Ring as well. much like chess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've thought about, like, the competitive nature. I'm like, am I, you know, like, this is, like, reflex and strategy versus, like, planning and strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with... Uh, the fighting games, I, I bit the bullet. I've been thinking about buying a hitbox for what feels like years at this point. Exactly. So for for the uninitiated, why don't yeah. you just give the listeners at home just a quick yeah. uh, summation of what a hitbox is? Uh, a hitbox is a... Uh, you might have heard of a fight stick, but it's a, it's a fight stick without a lever. Mm-hmm. So a fight stick is a special controller that's like, you know, maybe a foot and a half by, you know, half, like eight mm-hmm. inches or something like that. Or it's like, you know, you have what... It's supposed to replicate the face of an arcade yeah. cabinet that has the buttons and the lever, the lever. Yep. you know. And so most fight sticks will have eight buttons on the side. Uh-huh. And then uh, a lever on the left. And then with the the hitbox, they've kind of uh, tweaked that design and they've uh, taken away the lever and put four buttons that control the directions exactly. instead. Exactly. Yep. And I've, I thought it was, I'm really enjoying it quite a bit, um, which is nice. I, the part, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, great for all my characters i don't know if it's gonna like fit well on my lap you know sometimes when i'm playing with a different fight stick you know i'm a i'm a big man i need a, a smaller fight stick and it turns out the hitbox is a little smaller than yeah. like your i was i was surprised combat. that yeah that it was yeah definitely smaller than i thought yeah it'd be. which is nice and then like uh as for uh you know just there is a like a the problem is that if you don't go to comp- like big competitions often like Jason and I and you know mm-hmm. we don't go to like we've only been to combo breaker like one time for yeah, example yeah exactly um and so i haven't met anybody who had a hitbox uh, yeah so you didn't have the opportunity to kind of like try it out exactly just yeah yeah it was sort of an expensive investment on a yeah. you know, to try it out but I did reason like, well, I suppose somebody would buy it from me if I didn't like it sure. at all for that's, some reason. That's one of the nice know? things too, because we know so many people who play fighting games. Sure. Yeah, I we mean, probably even there's like eBay and stuff. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but we probably would have had like somebody there would have been someone have, around yeah. who would have gone for it. You know. So yeah, before I dive too 
Well, I don't know. The well, hitbox. So, we so are going to talk about Street Fighter as well, we are. but uh, I just want to say a little bit about Elden Ring, I guess, before yes. I, I go too deep off the deep end. I have <laughs> been playing a little Cult of the Lamb as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, another good indie game. Been hearing a lot of hype about that recently. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I was expecting to be like... I don't know what I expected so much, I guess. It's hard to say, sure. but I, I thought that it was going to be more about the the dungeon crawling and yeah you know i'm like between dungeon crawling you're like oh you're farming you're like uh making choices about your little cult that uh follows you and you follow like an ancient god or whatever Mm -hmm. you're a lamb that uh is leading a cult into like revolting against the the powerful present day eldritch gods and so like you're trying to bring back the older eldritch god or something like that (laughs) anyhow um i thought that you know it was going to be a different balance but really it feels like you dungeon crawl just to feed your family almost you know what i mean you're like oh man i gotta go get some rocks i guess i gotta you know progress the story eventually as well but like oh i need lumber i need some berries there's stuff like that in the sure in the dungeon that you can get and bring back. And Almost uh, kind of like that, um, oh gosh, what was, oh. Undermine? Or not, uh, no, uh, that, there's that one shopkeeping Yeah, one, that right? one. Yeah, yeah. I oh. can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonlighter. Moonlighter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's like the dungeon crawling serves that more. Yeah. Yeah. That it, was a great game too. I mm-hmm. just, you know, I wish I could, I'll go back to it one day for sure, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, similar to that where yeah. like it's a half, Moonlighter feels half and half. Okay. And it feels more like, uh, the shopkeeping is like, I don't know. It's like, so it's narrow and it's a specific different gameplay thing. Right. Whereas with the like animal crossing style advent, you know, harvest mooning that you're doing and call to the lamb, you're like, am I like a you know a, a despot or am i like a friendly cult leader you know am i am i sacrificing these guys to like you know evil tentacles or am i ascending them to some greater plane you know that sort of fun yeah, thing these are the moral know? questions we ask ourselves yeah. every day yeah it's uh <laughs> so that's fun and elden ring is fine but <laughs> it's okay i guess uh, yeah. No, at this point, I think I'm going to beat it by uh, the end of 2025. Nice. Okay. I'll hold you to that. (laughs) All right. It'll be... uh... When it comes time to like season eight or whatever, we are (laughs) of Super Turbo 64. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be... I'll still make the same jokes about Elden Ring's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I have put a little more time into it. I'm past the the main first area and I'm like... I'm exploring... uh, There's like sort of two... Maybe there's more because it's such a, you know, open-ended big, game yeah, that you game. could, like, maybe I missed something. But it feels like there's two big, like, areas to go after the first area. Yeah. And I've chosen the one that's not the main path right okay. now. And then, so that'd be Kaled. That's, like, the, uh, sort of, like, the tainted battlefield is sort of the theme of cool. the area. Yeah, like, you got this, like, weird fungus growing out of the red ground everywhere. and like, Gross. Yeah. Um, little zombie people are hanging out and little scavenger birds and stuff. It's pretty cool. Nice. Very nice. And uh, I've met a friend. His name is Alexander. And he is an enormous pot. He is a a pot with arms and legs. And he's 
on his way to a festival of battle. And so This I'm... is the most interested I've ever been in Elden Ring. <laughs> like upon the introduction of that character, which again yeah. it goes right back to like to the weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has completely sidelined whatever I was doing in Elden Ring. I'm like, I love Alexander. I'm gonna help him out as much as I can. Hell yeah. And uh so you find him I I guess I don't need to spoil it for you, but I will. Uh, you find him half buried in a in the ground. He's like, "Help me! I'm stuck. Give me a wallop. That'll get me out of here." You know, go on. I'll handle it. I'll take it. And I was like, the first couple hits didn't do it, and he's like, "Oof!" Oh, I'm like, "Am I gonna kill Alexander?" <laughs> you can accidentally kill anyone. You know, if sure, you accidentally sure. kill them, you know, it could happen. But he he survived the wallop. Nice. You know, he got out of there. Fun times. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I, I cosplay as Wolverine, basically. Have I talked about that? I, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, yeah, that does sound vaguely familiar. Um, cosplay is a stretch, but I'm, I'm creeping around with claws and I have, and I do a lot of jump attacks. It feels very Wolverine. I, I choose to cause still consider <laughs> cosplay cause that, that seems funnier. Yeah. Just like um, Elden Ring in like that bright yellow costume. <laughs> That's the only costume, man. If they, I don't need like a, you know, black pants, naked shirt, and like no torso clothes for. Mm-hmm. I it's, need. It's all about the yellow. Yeah, bright yeah. yellow, blue underwear spot. You know exactly. Just uh, the big boots. Yep. I want. He should stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. So that. Thanks for indulging my. I need to discuss what I've been playing. That's what we do here. That's on what we Super do. Turbo yeah. Sixty Four. Yeah. Indulge. Indeed. So it, like just like how we indulge in Kickstart Mountain Dew, uh, you know, with only eighty calories per can, you too can receive more caffeine than one cup of coffee. Okay. That was that was your moment for you to loudly slurp on. The- <laughs> <laughs> I do that in between uh, sentences. Anyway, there you go. So you'll hear it. So. Back, <laughs> boy, how refreshing! <laughs> I just can't get enough. Yeah. So backtracking slightly, like we're gonna go back on yeah. the, the hitbox side of things because that'll yeah absolutely. that'll segue, segue nicely into so, our main topic. What was the deciding factor for you to finally get the hitbox? I don't remember. Okay. I I think I just. Because I definitely remember, like, over the months, you were like, yeah, I've been kind of putting the thought, yeah. like, some thinking into it. Well, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, yeah, since, like, this summer, again. You know, it, it's another one that comes and goes for me. Much but, like, like chess. It's, it's always there, unlike chess. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't play for months and months. But with the Dragon Ball Fighters, it was like... Uh, you know, the CEO tournament happened. I'm like, oh, look at all these fun characters. And, like, uh, lots of different... Uh, character matchups and stuff that i hadn't seen yet or whatever yeah. that like there's more variety than i had seen in a while sure and then uh so i was like all right time to get into this again and mm-hmm. as i'm playing it a lot i'm like i don't know i guess there was part of me that was like you know if uh i would love to just try this on like a, a hitbox you know yeah right and then i did try uh jason's fight stick for a while yep. i appreciate that and Not i was out. able to like feel out what it would be like to use the buttons on the buttons, right yeah. side you know yep. and try out the lever and whatnot and that was fun too but it just uh just confirmed my need to hit boxes 
And so I did hit boxes. I uh, I ordered a hit box after the newest uh, like re like they they sell out and then they do like a big manufacturing sure and then they yeah they so, order a batch of them yeah and then yeah when they're when they're out they're out until the next yeah okay and so uh, it just so happens that there's I. Maybe it's the al- I don't think it's just the algorithm playing tricks on me, but it seems to be a, the hot button issue, no pun intended, for uh, for the FGC uh, people. I am seeing a lot more people talk about how, like, hey, use whatever you want versus people like the claim that there's like a a minority of people that think that it's unfair to have like a hitbox versus a fight stick or something. Well, it's you like know? you know that. That discourse is always going to be there, regardless, you know, like, it just, mm-hmm. I mean, the, you find that kind of stuff in all kinds of, like, fandoms and experiences. But yeah, like, in the fighting game community, it's, you know, something is always overpowered, something is cheap, yeah. and something needs to be banned. Yeah. Like, that's that's just... Yeah. That's just how they are. Yeah. You know? Certainly the people out there. Yeah, that... like the the new character is always broken. <laughs> like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if in a month there yeah. where people are like, Well, you know, I guess they're not great. Upon right. release they're always broken. <laughs> yep, yep. You know? It, that's That's the way it is. And I mean, sure, after the dust settles, some of these characters are still like yeah. objectively better that happens yep but you know a lot of times it is just a lot of discourse for the sake of it yep um the thing with the hitbox i think is a little to me that's a much more interesting discussion like i was actually just telling jeff about this when we were having a bite of breakfast like one of my favorite uh youtubers is a guy uh that goes by theory fighter he does yeah, this I like a, his videos too he does a bunch of like really cool and unique takes of on fighting games because he almost always tends to have like not a completely behind the scenes angle from it but he tends to look at stuff that like goes a lot past like the discourse the surface level yeah so it's like a lot of it sure is still opinion at the end of the day but it's a lot more it feels a lot more like researched and has a lot more basis. What I yeah, it's like he goes after like minutia sometimes. Exactly. Too. Like he'll specifically talk about like the you know the grappler body slam or like the the splash aerial. You know, like this yeah. is a big part of grappler movesets. Like yeah. I never thought of that before. Exactly. You know, he almost always tends to find something interesting that gets overlooked so like his most recent video at the time of us recording this you know it basically was just a simple question like of whether or not like every fighting game should have like a dash button yeah because some of them do um like guilty or strive has Mm -hmm. one so instead of having to double tap a button you just press this one button and you dash uh fighters has that too exactly and so um and the biggest basis for that like he kind of started going more into like you know various controller pieces because he and he even did like his own comparison like had a fight stick in his lap Mm -hmm. did an input for a dash then did the same thing on a controller and then the same thing on a hitbox yeah and just kind of averaging it out like you know there's you know it can obviously vary from person to person but there was this undisputed thing that yeah like the double button press Mm -hmm. was faster than you know like the lever yeah um 
on a fight stick. And it's like, does that necessarily, you know, uh, give someone an advantage? I don't necessarily think so, personally. I mean, for me, the big thing is like, yeah, you might necessarily, you might have a controller that allows you to possibly get your dash out a couple of frames before someone else. But I think even if you're using a controller that purely mathematically could be considered better, the better player is pretty much always going to win. For sure. I mean, you could give me a hitbox and have Daigo Umahara like playing on a DDR machine. <laughs> he would still kick my ass. That's, he'd look damn good doing it. And he'd look it. damn good doing it. Yeah, like that's... I, I think... I don't know. I just, again, I think a lot of it is just discourse, you know, for the sake of it. I mean, On the other hand, if I may interject, absolutely. he nerded. Um, uh, Daigo has switched to the hitbox. Right. And so has, uh, like, Justin Wong and sure. other, like, legacy players. Um, yeah. I saw Brian F., who's a big content creator slash fighting game yeah. pro that, yeah. I think know. Yeah, there are a lot of players who are doing it. And I think yeah. kind of, like, their reasoning is probably similar to yours. Like, you know... I mean, when we were just playing today, like there was definitely inputs that I would do on my contr- on my fight stick, and I typically play on pad, so like yeah, but yeah, like there's you know what feels to be more opportunities for error, you know, when you're like, especially if you're like in the heat of a match, but mm-hmm. like you were showing me like, hey, I can just do this motion yeah. and like, like it- with the specifically the Zangief circle exactly. 360 motion you can just swipe your fingers and press jump and attack at the same time and yeah it's very so like, fast yeah so like you have the benefit of yeah like being able to do these kind of things that for yeah. you would work better and it like once you get used to it it yeah. probably allows you to be more focused on the game and right. less focused on what your hands are doing right that's where you always want to be and yeah and that's that's part of the reason why i think because, like, when I first started getting into fighting games, and yeah. that this really, like, coincides well with us digging into Street Fighter V today. Mm-hmm. Because, like, while we definitely played fighting games, you mm-hmm. know, over the years, I feel like Street Fighter V was the thing that put us on the path of, like, getting more yeah. into them. You know, I... We talk about Mortal Kombat 9 as being, like, the first one that we took, like, we played a ton of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the modern age, at least. Yeah. But, you know, telling you guys, like, I was in the practice room for an hour. That was, like, a big deal back in the day. But now it's, like, you know, I was in the practice room for an hour. Like, oh, what happened? Did somebody call? Did you get interrupted? You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a big, like, I enjoy being in the practice room sure. now, which is something that, you know, past Chef would be like, what the hell is wrong exactly. with you? Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely feel like, like you say, you know, Mortal Kombat 9 was definitely the game that, like, was the start of it. Yeah. But I feel like Street Fighter Five is just, like, that's where things really, yeah, like, shifted into high gear. So, yeah. like, I definitely, I can't help but always wonder, like, what if we got super into Street Fighter Four? Because sure. that, like, because we played it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of around-ish the time of Mortal Kombat 9. So I thought to myself, like, man, if we got super into Street Fighter 4... Yeah, where would we be now? Exactly. And that's an interesting thing. There's a a, a slang in the uh, FGC that's mm-hmm. uh, 09ers. There. And um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the year that Street Fighter 4 came out. Okay. And uh, so 09ers are like... 
they're new players that have never like oh they've always had a three frame buffer window since Street Fighter Four added it you know oh, yeah, they're yeah. not doing like the you know the links that we did back in the third strike days you know so it's sort of like a you know these punks these kids these o niners yeah but like you have no idea how hard <laughs> it was thirteen years later uh. Now O-Niners are like, they're OGs or whatever. OG-Niners. Is that a thing? It is Not now. A- <laughs> <laughs> the Super Turbo 64 coined phrase. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think... Sponsored by Kickstarter. <laughs> Be an OG-Niner. <laughs> um, the, uh, like, MK9 came out in 2011. And, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, yeah, around the same so time. So, like, yeah, we're, years yeah later, you're right at kind of in that era and um yeah but yeah like i just um so like when i first started playing street fighter 5 like i started just on my regular playstation 4 controller but then there was that period of time like you know what this isn't cutting it so i got a i got an arcade stick and Mm -hmm. i'm like after i got used to it i'm like this is nice yeah this really works for me but then like as time kind of went on i ended up getting you know a fight pad which is kind of like that you know the in between Mm -hmm. we've got like you yeah, you still have like the thumb pad, but the button layout is like an arcade stick. Right. Do you like the claw or do you thumb it up still? I I Excuse I've me. tried both. Like I've tried the claw yeah. like specifically for Tekken. Okay, that makes sense because they do have those weird little exactly. Yeah. But like for most games, I stick you know with yeah. just the regular thing because like it went back to that whole thing of like yeah I can I can play the game on an arcade stick and I'm still yeah. relatively yeah at the same level but when i'm playing on like the fight pad to mm-hmm. me it's like it's the closest i get to just being in the game and not worrying about what i'm doing with my hands yeah that's exactly right like uh that's i do remember that time when we were playing street fighter 5 this is like by the end of the first season yep. uh, sort of something like that and just being like you know what's happening is we're not thinking about the you know, like inputs anymore yeah, yeah, and, yeah like this has become a thing where we're like uh, testing each other's like you know spacing knowledge basically yeah you know exactly like who has the counter hit combos or whatever right versus, and that, yeah yeah so like even today you know i like i haven't played a ton of street fighter 5 recently but when we're playing like i'm still able to nail the combos that i was doing mm-hmm. and the game we were instantly right back to just you know testing out yeah. the spacing and whatnot yeah. and it, it was way way more about you know just what the other player is you know, thinking and planning exactly, yeah. and that's that's what makes fighting games in particular so much fun to me. Right on, yeah. It's uh, I do love Street Fighter. It's got the footsies, man. It's got the footsies, yep. Yep. and um, it's certainly a its own flavor of like fighting game, uh-huh. and uh, it just captures a specific yeah style. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the thing, like, you know, since, you know, again, since, like, Mortal Kombat 9 and now into, like, Street Fighter Five, you know, like, we've obviously played a ton of different fighting games. I'd say where we're at now, we we probably try damned near every new fighting game that comes out. Yeah, the big ones we always The big ones, and... yeah, and, like, even we even are able to test out a good chunk of the indie ones. Yeah. And, um, but, like, still, you know, Street Fighter... I for me that's like that is always what I go back to. Right on. You know, I like we've talked about this before. I'm a fighters fanboy. It's yeah. one of my all-time favorite games and it'll, you know, it's it's 
got the a perfect blend of like accessibility and complexity and also being like the Dragon Ball Z characters that I love and just yeah. like the something about having, you know, a team of like three dudes like the idea of the innovation like improv that you can have as you're like trying to yeah uh throw assists out and catch people off guard and stuff like that it's uh really like that yeah and um and that but that's it you know within fighting games there's not that many subgenres uh i guess mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you got like your 3D fighters like Tekken, yeah, and maybe Soul Calibur, Dead or Alive, yeah. You got your platform fighters, of course. That's like a big, yeah. almost like a huge third or chunk or half yeah. of the yeah, subgenre of fighting games, and then mm-hmm. you have your team fighters, which yeah. is not a biggest, not the biggest in terms of how many. Pretty small. In I don't comparison, know. Honestly. I guess there's like you got like Marvel vs. Capcom, Cross Tag. And then, uh, yeah. fighters skullgirls like, yeah and then you have like the the versus games of like yeah whether it's capcom versus snk or yeah like, yeah tekken versus i don't know how the i've never tried those really so i'd be interested in mm-hmm. giving those a shot but that'd be fun um but street fighter i suppose anime like air dashers they, yeah that's like its own category pretty too. much yeah. yeah um with guilty gear and blaze blue and uh now we've got like fantasy versus. That's yeah. not an air dasher though. It's not. Honestly, it's it's more like Street Fighter than yeah. most other anime fighters. Same with like DNF Duel mm. that um those but Street Fighter like SNK is like a team fighter. Yeah, KOF. Yeah, the the KOF oh, yeah. games are very yeah, much right. like that by like SNK. They, that seems to be the closest you'll get to Street Fighter, I guess is like yeah. the King of Fighters games. Yeah, know? I'd say so. And with especially with like garo mark of the wolves and whatnot yeah where they're just they took out the whole team aspect yep, and yep but uh all that to say that like street fighter 5 is still that very like that specific niche i don't know like i feel like it deserves its own flavor yeah instead of just being like vanilla fighting game like it should be like a street fighter like or something you right know what yeah I mean? like i can't yeah i i can't call it vanilla i i agree yeah. like there it it definitely feels like it's it needs a we should be the the, the slang corners that uh, <laughs> come up with like a 2d fighter for a street fighter like a, you know a, we'll work on that well, yeah, we'll, we'll hit the lab yeah we'll, you know. we'll workshop that um so i uh i don't know street fighter 5 uh well we're, uh, part of why we're talking about it today is also because of all the news about street fighter 6 is coming out yeah recording this exactly yeah at the time of our recording this you know street fighter 6 you know it's been announced um it's got like a tentative release date of 2023 Mm -hmm. you know um and like there are playable versions of it out in the world like at some of the major fighting game tournaments you can play it and jeff just applied uh to get onto a beta test for it so it's it's far enough along in development that people soon we'll be able to play it yeah you know and to test how it works like network wise and just just based on the footage you know that we've seen of it the game feels pretty far along in development and it's you can go on youtube right now and you can find like you know various like fighting game like content creators who have who have played it and you know and have thoughts uh on the game so like it's it's well on its way and i was just telling jeff the other day like I'm guessing that probably it's going to be 
like quarter one or maybe two of 2023. Like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's closer than we think. You know, I've been, when you mentioned that before, I was like, I wonder when, uh, uh, like the other, like when did Street Fighter Four come out? For example, like NRS always puts their games out in like April. They tend yeah, to do yeah. That. Or like, uh, um, well, see, Street Fighter Five, according to my notes, <laughs> was in February. Yeah, I exactly. Saw your notes, February sixteenth so of twenty sixteen. Okay, so that was a February game. Wasn't Marvel versus or Marvel Infinite like MVI? Wasn't that like an early? Because that came out around the same time yeah. as Dragon Ball Fighters, and that yeah, was January. Yeah. yeah. But so like, like yeah if if it's anything like you know what nether realm does yeah you know then it's then i think it's safe to assume that yeah we might see it you know maybe pretty early into 23 which would be amazing okay actually uh cap mvc infinite came out in september so that was far later than i remembered but okay. uh the uh or was that earlier no maybe anyway who cares um (laughs) the uh but hopefully it's in the first half yeah at least of 2023 i agree you know i should be you know a third of the way through elden ring by then exactly yeah a decent time to take a break from it uh always taking a break from elden (laughs) i can only play a couple times a month or that's yeah you really just burn out um no but uh with street fighter five like what we've seen with Street Fighter as it evolves over the years, you know, they seem they always toy around with the mechanics just a little bit. Yeah, each time, each time mm-hmm. it feels like it still feels like Street Fighter, mm-hmm. but the core is always going off in a slightly different direction. Yeah, like with the uh, you know with Street Fighter Two, uh, of course, it's sort of the the beginning of the versus mode yep. focused, and then you have the by the end of the Street Fighter 2 era, they have, like, super meters and yeah. supers, and then they have... Then with uh, Alpha, mm-hmm. you know, they start to... Uh, they have, like, air blocking, and then they yeah. have, like, you can choose, like, your super... What sort of gauge you're yeah, using. And then, yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, you can do, like, custom combos, mm-hmm. right? Um, where you are given, like... You can cancel special cancel into specials or something. Yeah. You can, like... Watching high level Street Fighter Alpha is bonkers. Oh yeah, like it's it's so cool to watch. I haven't done a lot of that, yeah. And then with third, uh, well, Marvel Street Fighter three, you know, one through third strike or whatever, mm-hmm. they uh, you start to get like the parry mechanic is yeah. introduced, and then uh, once again they have rather than like the custom combos, they just give you like three supers to yep. choose from. And they each have like a different amount of bar they might take yep. and stuff like that. And then they have X moves. I don't know if that was an alpha or not, but you can I start. I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, so it gives you like a fourth version of your specials, right? Yep. Which is kind of fun. And then uh, in Street Fighter 4, they add the ultra gauge as well yep. as like the super gauge. So now you have like an ultra super and then you have your regular super. Yep. So you kind of holding on to that ultra gauge and one replenishes at the end of the yep. or like one stays from round to round and i think that's the super gauge stays yeah. and then the ultra gauge you have to build towards the end of the right. round or you can't use it at the beginning of the round so. plus the focus attacks oh, that's right yeah that was a big thing where so they, it was like they took away the parry but gave you a focus attack which was an interesting trade-off because yeah. it gives you gray health when you hit those you know when you block right. with the focus and it allowed you to do some oh you could do some cool stuff with focus yeah. attacks 
dash out of it into more like longer combos and stuff. Yeah. Or just like, uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, and then with five, they're given they uh, they took away the ultra gauge. They combined like the super gauge and ultra into like a critical art, yep. so you can hold on to your super and do like a super super. Yep. Super super. Um, but uh, instead they have the V trigger and yep. so and the V gauge. Yeah. So the V gauge, like most in season one, in the first. Like, it seemed like everyone had, like, a secondary mode that their V-Gage yeah. was. Like, you'd turn into, like, you know, Super Akuma, basically. Yeah. There was the match before your V-Gage filled up, and then the match afterwards. You know? Exactly. So, like, so it made, like, I don't know. It always kind of made it so that matches tended to follow, like, uh, a, a, sim- yeah, yeah, a certain trajectory. That. You know? And that, I think that's... You could say the same for a lot of even Street Fighter games. Is mm-hmm. like you know once the oh they have enough bar for a super now I have to be super careful exactly. or something you know. But um, like for example with Zangief having his like uh, cyclone mm-hmm. attack, once it, that's activated, it's like sorry you can't throw projectiles anymore or you'll die. You know exactly what I mean? yeah. Like mm-hmm. I mean Zangief is scary all the time. Yeah. But then once he's got the cyclone, he's super scary. Right. I have I have suffered countless defeats <laughs> at the hands of that cyclone. Um, and with like, uh, what does V gauge give Bison? Doesn't he like the first V gauge or whatever? Isn't that like, uh, like he? I know. Well, the second one gives you like the psycho spinner or whatever. Yeah, they so you can do, like this with a second V gauge, which you get. They added later on in the game. You could do the actual psycho crusher. Psycho crusher. Um, yeah. The first one, it allowed you to kind of like chain his moves together. Okay. And so like he could yeah. cancel, he could cancel out of moves that he normally can't. Okay. Yeah. That's so it's like it's a subtle change for casual players, especially I think, yeah. where they're like maybe you're not thinking about how you can chain super like specials into specials or something. Right. But, um. Then it, maybe it was. Uh, but then they added. So with that V skill. Yep. Every character has a move that also builds that V gauge. Builds as up well. that meter. Yep. And then uh, you can also use that as like a sort of get off me move too, right? Typically, when you're yeah. blocking. Yeah. The V, uh, you can suspend your V gauge into like. That, they didn't add that until quite a bit later. That Was that season two where you could that kick? That was, was farther. I'm, I think... not, I'm not thinking about like the dash back. I'm talking about just like. Like blocking oh, and kicking, blo- yeah. yeah. Okay, now see that that might have been right away. Yeah, that last that V shift. <laughs> yeah, that that was new. That's like the season three yeah, mechanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or season four even. Did they have a season four? Or did they just start to like they put out a couple more characters? Yeah, I don't think well, they, they had five seasons by the okay. end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Just for a quick bit of data. Yeah, you give know? me that sweet data. Like, like I said earlier, the game came out February of 2016. And, um, like, I basically I basically considered the game finished when the final character came out. You know, even though, you know, they've still kind of done, like, some patches and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. like, for all intents and purposes, I would, I've said that the game is done November 29th of 2021. Fair, yeah. So... Like, the starting roster for Street Fighter V was at 16, which at the time, a lot of people were like, this is, like, Street Fighter V, just in general, upon release, was... It was a rocky start. It was super, super rocky start. 
Um, but by the end of the game, like the roster as it is now, like there's 46 characters in the game. So it's, yeah. So, I mean, over the course of the five ish years that it's been out, mm-hmm. you know, they've added a bunch to the game. Yeah. You know, so, and like, and with games like that, that's always, there's always that nice feeling to that where it's like, you can maybe have set the game down for a few months, come back to it. And you're like, wow, there's some cool new stuff that wasn't here before. That's a pretty optimistic way of looking at that. There is. is. I mean, yeah, definitely the game. Yeah. I like, we did not play the game directly at launch. Like they, I think we played it before they ended a story mode. I remember. Exactly. I think we, we started playing either at the very tail end of season one or the beginning of season two. Because, like, it's really weird. It was before Akuma came out, which was the start of Season 2. Okay. I remember that as well. So Yeah. Okay, so that, that measures up. Because, like, I remember, like, I picked up the game. Like, there was a, a somewhat rare thing in which Humble Bundle was doing a PlayStation sale. Oh. And so I donated to the Humble Bundle thing. And, like, there were two bundles that I could have gone for. One of them had Street Fighter Five. One of them had Street Fighter Four. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, well, I mean, I know I've played Street Fighter 4. Yeah. I know it's good. And I thought to myself, but Street yeah. Fighter 5 is the one that it's the new one. It's going to be the yeah. one that people are playing. So I might as well, yeah. you know, get back into it. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, by the time I started playing it, yeah, like already characters were coming out and whatnot. So they were already building uh, yeah. off of that admittedly rocky start. <laughs> I bet we can easily find when that Humble Bundle came out. Probably. Um, and we can figure out roughly when we started playing. But uh, the, like, with Street Fighter, the early days, yeah, no, it's it didn't even have an arcade mode. No. It had, like, a survival for one-player mode. Yeah, there was survival where... mode, and then you had, like, these really tiny oh, character the stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, I don't, I, I have no problem with, like, a tiny character story thing, but, like, you know. If that's all you have, if it's, like, three fights and, like, little pictures with dialogue underneath it yeah is it was about as bare bones of an experience you know as it gets like uh definitely kind of gave the impression that maybe they were considering the game to be free to play at the start you know i think if it was free to play at the start i don't think any like there would have been nearly as much uh discourse sure (laughs) but you know it wasn't and i mean the game like we said you know where the game is now i think it's quite good and yeah. like, kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, each each Street Fighter game, you know, obviously grows and has multiple editions, you know, as it goes along. But still, like each Street Fighter game has like a pretty distinct identity, which mm-hmm. makes it so like for some people, for them, like core street fighter means something different sure yeah that makes you know it's so like you were talking about those own niners <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like for some of them like their core street fighter is four yeah you know others it's three two alpha you know right all that so like i mean especially like you had in the case of five like you had people from all across street fighters history yeah you know playing this game and like some of them you know like really liked certain elements of the game others didn't but like the game the game 100 percent really grew over time with its player base i think that it certainly got yeah it overcame its very negative start yeah you know and it uh 
I don't think it's it's certainly not as like well loved like in general than like four was like for its yeah. entire lifespan you know yeah i think like, yeah five is more divisive you know it is yeah even still and uh you'll but, like, certainly find fans st- of it as oh well. yeah and uh so it's wild to think that at the time street fighter 3 was divisive yeah, I mean, like Alpha was divisive enough to make like a set. Like, this is the real three, or was it? I don't even Something remember like the that. Order. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, because each Street Fighter tends to experiment and do yeah. something a little bit different. Everyone's idea of what Street Fighter is seems to be different. The very first version of Street Fighter Three didn't have legacy characters, right? And that's why, like, yeah. a lot of people seem to be like the hell is this where's zangief you know where's yeah. like my boys but, exactly uh, you know uh but i think that contributes to that but it does um by the with second impact and third strike you'll have you have like chun and the shodos and mm-hmm. you have uh it, you know ibuki was from alpha yes and uh makoto was new to three Yep, I'm trying to think of who else that was legacy. There's but... still not, yeah, there's still not a ton of like no. classic characters in three. Mm-hmm. But I, by the end of it, you know, there was enough characters and like the game yeah. just on the merits of the game alone. I think it, you know, got yeah. to be pretty well liked. And now it's like you know, three is, I think three is up pretty much on about as high a pedestal as two. Yeah, especially, especially because, third like, strength. Yeah, yeah, because and... like you've got like some of the some of the most hype moments in like fighting game history come from three yeah and so you have like the i feel like the mount rushmore of street fighter would be like street fighter super turbo and like third strike and alpha three maybe and then street fighter four you know whatever the final edition was yeah ultra street fighter four yeah that's it arcade i don't anyhow uh street so i don't think sf5 ever made it up onto that rushmore exactly maybe street fighter 6 will yeah and who knows time time could obviously tell depending like i think um again if street fighter 6 comes out as soon as i think it might um especially so hot off the heels of street fighter 5 being done yeah, it could very well, even if people like it as much as these early impressions are starting to be, sure, like Street Fighter V might just kind of become a a footnote. Yeah, it might, yeah, it might be a, more of like in the alpha realm or something. It, huh? Yeah, it, it very much could be. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm 100% excited to see that. I'm very tantalized by the features of Six. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, and it uh, look, yeah, yeah, please do. I mean, so they have another gauge <laughs> yet another gauge but it's like <laughs> this drive gauge i think is what they call it yeah. where you spend drive gauge to like you have a certain drive attack uh-huh. that you can save up for but you like parries can build the drive but you can also do like easy parries by spending the drive you know uh-huh. so it's a, this cool like risk reward mechanic yep. is, because I'm a, I love parries. I love the idea of like, yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I'm reading you hard enough that I feel confident to parry, so that I'm, I'm gonna risk taking the damage, but get a better punish for it. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. great design, you know. It is. And uh, I like. I don't think 
there aren't many mechanics in games that like really capture like the mental thing between two players like a yeah, parry. Yeah, that's very true. Um, with the so with Street Fighter Six is bringing that back in a big way. It's yeah, and I'm happy to see that. Um, Street Fighter Six just in general has a lot of street fighter 3's dna yeah in it. just like, like the art style and aesthetic feel yeah. very similar like the sound design also yeah. feels very similar bringing the street back to street Fighter. It, yeah no it really is plus like i mean i mean so many people were criticizing street fighter 5 about its lack of single player mode yeah. whereas 6 looks to have like a legit like an adventure mode yeah, yeah. like a, a city that you can like explore like you make yeah. your own character and like Mm-hmm. I don't know, hang out with Chun-Li and learn how to do a spinning yeah. bird kick. Like, that yeah. that's at least what it looks like. It's pretty cool. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know. That, that I'm just, excited by that. Yeah. I'm super excited by that. I think it'll be fun. I'm, you know, uh, the fact is that if there was never a story in Street Fighter V, I, you know, maybe it loses like a quarter of a star just because I'm like, what it could have been. Yeah. But like in five, the story mode did not improve the game. I it didn't have a good story mode. To this day, I have not played it. You save yourself the time and don't. Is yeah. What I would say, I I showed you the best part. Right. Zangi flexing bullets away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What else is there yeah. after it? Um. But yeah, because like that story mode was added, and I think season three maybe i can't remember exactly but it was mid two or three yeah yeah so about halfway into the game's lifespan you know was when they added you know uh the story mode and it was very reminiscent of like the nrs thing yeah show you a cutscene, and then you do a you have a reason to have a fight you know yeah cutscene fight cutscene fight and that's sort of like nrs does that very well they like they put a lot of their time and design into making very cinematic believable cutscenes you yeah. know yeah and i think that you know you can complain if you don't like the story that's fine but like what they're pulling it off they're executing it well yeah and uh so when like marvel versus capcom infinite did like a similar thing as street fighter 5 and tried to like they went for that you know the new modern story mode of a fighting game, and yeah. it just they neither time did they really pull yeah, it, it didn't off. Didn't really nail it. They just um, part of it is that their whole universe is just more cartoony. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just harder to see like these. I don't know. It does feel a little bit like you're watching like a Saturday morning cartoon in a bad <laughs> way. You know, <laughs> like yeah, you're like yeah. I'm. You know, like there's a comp like a. Uh, laughably evil dictators like right. trying to suck the energy out of fighters and stuff exactly still. yeah like, yeah and so you know like all right uh and then you just have the the writing wasn't quite fleshed out enough sure. where you believed anything that was being said you know? that's and what's interesting about that is i feel like just that the world design of street fighter i feel like is going to fit street fighter six so well like yeah if it and it again early impressions seem to make me think it will but it's like one thing i always found to be so funny about the street fighter games is like more than any other fighting game Mm -hmm. like you would say be you would have a match and there were almost always like 
spectators in the background in the background yeah. and they were almost always were like hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> like yeah like an alternate exactly like there's this dude with stretchy arms and he's beating up like a sumo wrestler <laughs> he's downtown right now you have to check this shit out like oh man so i don't yeah. know like just and the fact that like another one of my favorite things about street fighter is like seemingly Every politician is also a street fighter. <laughs> yeah. Like, the president of the world is a fighter. Just about every character except for Ken's wife is an active combatant in the exactly. world of Exactly, like, the, the world of, like, martial arts <laughs> yeah. is, like, everyone's doing it. So, like, the idea of if in Street Fighter Six, if, like, you're just walking around, like... What it looks to be Metro City. Yep, it is like, Metro City. Like you're walking around this city and can challenge just random ass people <laughs> to yeah. street fights. Yeah. It just that feels so much like core Street Fighter and DNA. It, yeah, to I me. love that. More yep. so than like, you know, yeah. this kind We're of We're on a mission to go destroy Shadowloo in their base or whatever. Exactly. Like to me, like Street Fighter is at its best when it's not trying to mimic Other what games. is like popular around them yeah you know i feel like there's maybe who knows this i might just be pulling stuff you know out of thin air here but like you know with street fighter 4 you know was still probably like the undisputed biggest fighting game around at its release you know every Mm -hmm. other fighting game you know just didn't like could not match up to it but like starting with five and going into where we are now there are countless other fighting games that right. yeah. have like a lot of attention yep. on them. And so like maybe at the time Street Fighter, like the idea was like, well, we should try and follow what other things are working well in the industry. Yeah. And in various ways that did not work, you know? Yeah. So maybe like, I don't know, maybe by them just like hopefully in in six, if you just like embrace what Street Fighter is. I think just the brand recognition and the love for the game mm-hmm. will probably still carry it. Like, let Tekken be Tekken, mm-hmm. Guilty Gear be Guilty Gear, and so on. Yeah. Because, like, Guilty Gear, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, like, they've all kind of found their own identities. Yeah. And sure. so, like, and it's weird that Street Fighter V seems to be the only Street Fighter that didn't really know what it was throughout the course of its <laughs> lifespan. That's just kind of the impression that I've gotten from it. Uh, you know, Tekken 6 was not half as popular as Tekken 7. Right. And that was the one that was out when Street Fighter 5 came out. Yeah. And Tekken 7 is like when things really blew up, up for, for them. them. And then Guilty Gear Strive is like 10 times more popular than Axart. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a random number I'm throwing out of there. But that's how it seems to be. Right. It's just very popular. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. definitely the... It's the top-selling game in the right. Guilty Gear series. Then you have, like, these new series, like, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is, like, uh, this brand... How It got so big. It was the biggest game for a while, you know, yeah, in the fighting exactly. game. exactly. And so, like, uh, the take that I'm stealing from Twitter was, like, it seems like Capcom has been scared into putting a lot of investment into Street Fighter. Like, they can't just coast, you know, like how they used yeah. to. You know, they have to put out their own identity they have to put like you know their their wallet and their back into making a quality competitive game if they want to stay on top yeah you know i mean i think that's 
I think that's accurate. Yeah, it's a... Well, I mean, with, like, some of Capcom's other, like, flagship series right now. I mean, Resident Evil has been doing insanely good. Like, with with their remakes and also their new games. Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter, you know, blew up suddenly. Yeah. So, like, Capcom, like... They certainly have the budget for it, I guess. They have the budget for it. Yeah, no doubt. And it's like they were... I don't know. It feels like Capcom had this, like, wild resurgence after 5 came out. Mm-hmm. You know, with, like, Resident Evil and Monster, and they're both, like, really taking off. So, like, yeah, I don't know enough about what was going on in the industry, but, again, it just felt like 5 came out at a weird time for Capcom as a company. Yeah, and it also, I mean, we haven't even really talked about the monetization of 5, because you, yeah. like you had been saying is that it felt like a free-to-play game, but it was like a free-to-game free-to-play game that you paid 60 bucks for which is never a good feeling yeah you, know, you start playing it and then you realize that every like costume and like alternate color is like behind this fake flight money you know and that it's right. gonna take you you know a week to grind up enough money to buy a level in the game i'm hoping that we're not seeing the same thing in street fighter 6 that's honestly my biggest concern is that we see yeah. the same exact yeah. monetization exactly yeah no i definitely would not yeah. Would not want that either. I mean, like, you know, in Street Fighter 4, you know, you got, you know, new colors for the characters by playing. Them. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? just kept, like, and if you would buy the later edition of the game, it would have every costume bunch, yeah, up until exactly. then, you know? Yeah, and, uh, like when you bought a season pass in Street Fighter 5, yeah. you got some stuff, you know, with it, but there was still, like, the more you got, mm-hmm. the more things you saw in the game's virtual shop that you didn't have yeah and like with i remember early on in street fighter 5's marketing they were saying like we're not you know it was predatory the marketing seemed to be aren't you sick of having to buy multiple versions of the same game we're not going to do that anymore instead we're going to do seasons season pass this is our new you know model right. so it's you're going to stick with Street Fighter V for many years, and it's not going to be like Street Fighter Four Super, Street Fighter Four Ultra, yeah. you know? So, like, okay, that makes sense. That's But then those seasons that we paid for to get the characters, you know, those don't come with the they, costumes, yeah, they didn't the have colors, quite the... the levels, you know, everything, right. you know? It's just... It was a definitely a half-truth. Like, yeah, yeah, like, say, you know... That copy of Street Fighter V that I bought in that Humble Bundle is the same one that I have on my yeah. PlayStation right now, and right. it's just been upgraded, you know, through these countless it's true, yeah. Uh, I mean, seasons it's, passes it's and champion expansion. edition yeah. now when we boot up the game. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's still technically the same game, and yeah, yeah, that's easily one of the biggest criticisms you could have given Street right. Fighter in the past is like, I I don't off the top of my head I don't know how many versions of four there are, and there's a laughable yeah. amount of versions of Street Fighter two. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, I mean, you know, Street Fighter 4 came out, you know, right when like internet, like integration into a game really started to happen. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't really fault it for then, but like Street Fighter 5 was the first game to really come out, you know, in a, in a really digital age. 4 was... Yeah, it was definitely online. Lots of online fighters playing yeah, yeah. for, and that's part of why it was such a big hit for Capcom. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, and people were able to, like, you know, if there's an online ranked mode or whatever now, you can see what other people are doing. Everyone's getting better at the game faster, you know. Right. As long as there's online, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Um, but with five, yeah, they they leaned into the online mode, which is good. You know, yeah. they tried. You know, they have the different methods of it, and mm-hmm. you know, different. But you're definitely right. Where it's like, you know, the like what they promised and what they gave you know wasn't necessarily yeah super in in line again you know if it was if it started off free to play i think it would have been a, been a very different or even went free to play like halfway through its time sure. but like the base version of street fighter 5 never became free yeah i think the best you get is it's included with playstation plus now or something right yeah or like on a yeah. ps5 i don't know but like you get uh like i've I was just happened to be, you know, on the shop yesterday, and I think the base version of Street Fighter Five is five dollars now. Okay. So, um, as for like, technically, they're like, we're not, like, yeah, they're upgrading to Champion Edition or whatever. But if you never put a dollar into Street Fighter Five. And it upgraded to Champion Edition and stuff. It's gonna be the same thing, other than like patch notes and uh-huh. like you got the V shift now and you got yeah. the you know different like V skills and stuff. But no more, you know. It's sort of like it's just the same thing with a different name as buying a new version of the game in yeah. a lot of ways, except with less content. Is what I would say. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, Let's not end on that negative note. Right. I think, yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, throughout the course of us talking about this, mm-hmm. like, it definitely sounds like we have a negative spin on Street Fighter V. But I think personally, like, that's just a lot of, you know, what it looked like and sure. just kind of also just kind of the impossible competition it had kind of with itself, you know? Sure. So, like, to, to kind of get to more of like a wrapping up of it Mm -hmm. let's just for one here let's just say like just our personal opinions about what we really took from the game and what we loved about it and you know then what we're hoping for when street fighter 6 does eventually grace our consoles of choice (laughs) so starting with you jeff what i would say is my biggest positive takeaway from street fighter 5 is that it felt like for me it was a it was a big fighting game that i was playing actively with other people like in the modern age yeah and what i did enjoy i did like that there is a customizable feeling to having different v skills yeah v gauges yeah being able to like uh yeah i don't know they had a healthy balance of new characters with old characters by mm-hmm. the end of it they did have like every, almost every street fighter 2 character and uh you know that's what you really want yeah <laughs> and uh just like it was fun to mess around with like brand new characters like mm-hmm. Abigail and try legacy characters I hadn't played before like Mika. Yeah. But, you know, just being being able to fall in love with Sangeef. Truly, there was a moment where I'm like, ah, oh, man. This was early, early, early in Street Fighter V. I was like, I would play Zangief if I could just do those circle inputs. And then one day, it started to click. Yeah. And those, once those circle inputs were there for me, it was like... Fuck every other character, you know. Zangief for life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If yeah. there was a civil war apocalypse scenario where um <laughs> you had to pledge allegiance, you know, to, to these warlords like Zangief, I would without hesitation yeah. bow before Under that banner. the iron body <laughs> of Lord Geef. But um I would. How would I rate Street Fighter Five out of 
five. I'd give it a solid three point seven five, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, at maybe a four. Okay. Something like three, but it's up. Yeah, I'm happy with three point seven five. And my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to or hope for six, I guess, is that it's they kind of trim away the bullshit a little bit. Yeah. And just ride this positive momentum if i have to buy a season pass to get dlc characters i'm happy i'm fine with that yeah you know but just uh you know have it be a what feels like a full season yeah give me you know don't give me a hundred things to buy and i only have you know and i can only buy like five of them reasonably you know before yeah. i'm like what am i doing you know right right um just give me you know like uh with like Guilty Gear or Tekken or any other fighting game, it seems you know you just the only DLC is characters, and it, yeah. it's understandable that they, you know, that's just the gaming model nowadays. Right. That DLC exists, and I just I'm so, but I'm very excited to try the new mechanics of the drive gauge as well to be able to like experiment with these parries and whatnot and to just. It looks amazing. The animation yeah. is looking spotless right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's that's that's my spiel. Go okay. ahead, Chase. I think honestly, mine is my takeaways are very similar. You know, like I I always love it how in a game, like when a game gives its their player an opportunity to do something that feels more unique to them. Yeah. Like so again, like. As Street Fighter V was moving on, like, you had the every capability for, like, if you were playing Ryu and mm-hmm. you fought another Ryu online, yeah, using different, like, the V gauges and whatnot, your two Ryus had some different ideas, yeah. you know? So it allowed you to maybe be a little bit flexible. And I loved, I loved how kind of really, by the end of the game, I feel like Street Fighter V was able to kind of touch on almost its entire history. Yeah. You know, like the arcade mode that they added, like you could do arcade modes that were like yeah. indicative of each game. Which is cool. And because and what was nice is because, you know, you had characters from like every era mm-hmm. of Street Fighter. So pretty much any of those people from like whatever era they came into the game, yeah. they had someone that they liked. And oftentimes, yeah. like a character that you played like say from third strike had elements that felt like the game they came from. Yeah. You know? So to me with a game that has that much like history behind it, that they were able to kind of create ways that, that felt like that for their players. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And um, so then moving into that, like I hope that street fighter six, is able to kind of carry on that in that, you know, understanding like just ways to really capitalize, not just on the identity of the characters, but just the world that it's in. Yeah. Cause again, with that single player and just the really, just the fact that it just seems wacky and over the top mm-hmm. and just feels definitively street fighter. Yeah. You know that as long as it really captures and delivers on that, I'm just going to be as happy as can be nice yeah so, so i think so i think at the end of the day my review of street fighter 5 i think i'd also give it like a 3.75 or a 4 okay. you know because yeah. i think yeah as 
the game where it is now mm-hmm. is great. But there is definitely, with all of the good stuff that came with it, it brought a lot of like baggage and just kind of yeah. excess stuff that could have been trimmed. Baggage. Yep. So that's a good word. It just kind of feels like you know it was a game that it felt like a game that did not really know what it was until mm-hmm. later on in its time, you know. Right. And so once it kind of really found out what it wanted to do, I think the game really started to you know feel good. Mm-hmm. And so again, as long as Street Fighter Six knows what it is and what it wants to be, yeah, I think it's going to learn a lot of good lessons from what was what was a really probably big learning experience of a game. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Noise. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Heck yeah! I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our. Yeah, big old discussion on Street Fighter. You can like, tell we like Street Fighter. It's it even is. our name is very inspired. Exactly. By Street yeah. Fighter it's, too. Yeah. yeah. There's few game franchises that I think are more like central to us than Street Fighter. Yeah. So, so I yeah. Uh, thanks again for listening. Before we wrap it up, let's just talk a little bit about uh, some. Uh, you know, maybe you're out there. You're desperate for more content. You know, maybe, maybe you're like. I just wish there was more than a mere 32 episodes of these guys talking about video games. <laughs> Maybe you go on to Twitch, you're you're a lost soul. You're out there, you're wandering the wilds, and you're like, I'm sick of all these Germas and Ludwigs that have a billion viewers. I want somebody who's fresh, who's spunky, hot off the presses, somebody with some gusto, somebody with a little fire in their belly. I'm talking about It's Binks. He's a friend of the show, mm-hmm. you know? He's going to be on here one of these days soon, I sure hope. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, go ahead and check out Zach, uh, our buddy Zach. His name uh, is It's Binks, twitch.tv slash I-T-S-B-I-N-X, It's Binks. He goes by Binks on Twitch. He's uh, He's been streaming some Cult of the Lamb. I saw some Subnautica on there. Nice. Um, Heck yeah. It sounds like it's having a good time, and there's, uh, there's a fun back and forth between uh, chat and... Uh, Zach so awesome I really hope uh, you guys check that out and uh, we're hoping to expand to some more platforms as well so mm-hmm. if for some reason Spotify is just far too uh, tiresome for you <laughs> perhaps uh, we'll get on to Google if Podcasts if you're Neil Young for example <laughs> <laughs> and you're like god I really yeah. wish I could listen to Street Super yeah. Turbo 64 <laughs> honestly that's a good reason to switch to a different platform what Neil Young is talking about but anyway yeah. uh we yeah no need to go down that road but uh all i'm saying is we're hoping to expand and uh we uh i think that's all i wanted to say by the end uh and i will see you on the flippy floppy the next epi we're gonna uh say goodbye later everybody